0: Well, hello and welcome back, everybody. We are sorry for the wait. Uh, it's been a few weeks now, I think two or three weeks since we've dropped an episode, but we're back. You got the same guys, Richard Lyons, Matt Brodsky, Alex Misados here with another episode of The Memo. Now, we all know that sports have not really been going on right now, not a lot of content to talk about. So what we did is we went to you guys for the content. We asked you some questions, and you guys delivered, and we're here to answer them. So we're really excited, and uh, I think we're going to get into that right off the top. Um, but if you guys want to, just give it a little quick, you know, how you been, what you up
1: to? Yeah, uh, up? Matt's also gonna do a segment on the American Cornhole uh, Championships that are going on right now. So,
2: I'm <laughs> as well for as that. As that. Looking forward yeah. to that. ACL. Nobody, nobody liked that joke, though. And I put it in the Snapchat group. I thought it would be a big hit. Yeah, yeah, I've made it before. You have about cornhole
0: no there was um mad years ago like 2015 uh i had it was one of those special snapchat stories when they had that and it was like the acl festival and i posted (laughs) it on instagram was like thanks snapchat you're mocking me
1: (laughs) you guys like cornhole i'm not the biggest fan i haven't played enough
2: um it's fun i mean it's fun for like when it's played, the setting in which it's played in. Like, I know I never am just like, I want to go play Cornhole right now, but if you're yeah, at like yeah. a tailgate or if you're somewhere where that's happening, you're just like, yeah, let me get next. I'll, 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 you
0: know, go. it's like, it's good for tailgates and shit because it's safer than Canjam. You know, the Frisbee's Can not. Canjam's
1: the king of games,
0: though. It is, but like, you know, Frisbee's flying all over. Who's accurate these days? I'll hit a kid in the head. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm definitely not that good at cornhole. When we don't oh, no. have to play. I am <laughs> Pretty
1: surprising. Fully
2: understand
1: how it works. So I don't know. I feel like you'd have touch.
2: I have no touch. <laughs> have to Steamy touch. play basketball. I have no touch around the rim. Good point. Uh, no, we used to play in my office a lot. Believe it or not, we had cornhole. We had these two <laughs> big, big cornhole things, and like whenever it was like five o'clock or happy hour on Fridays, we just set them up in the middle of the office. We play for money. It was fun.
0: Maybe we should play every day.
2: Yeah, let's uh let's make a memo cornhole designed. What do they even call it? The boards with the hole in it? What is it? They're called Wait. cornholes. Is that the actual cornhole?
1: <laughs> I guess that's, that's probably
2: that. why it's called that. Uh, the hole is the cornhole. I don't know what the entire the board hole, perhaps.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's called a board.
2: That yeah, makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, we should make we should make some boards that's a socially distant game that you can play with your friends yeah
0: everyone gets their own bean bags with their names on them
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right matt tell us how you've been doing how you've been um, holding up during quarantine
2: well i've been doing well it's a lot more of the same from the last time we had checked in um I actually, I did get a bike. We've been talking a lot off air about how we've been riding bikes more often now that the weather's getting nice. So I got a bike, put it together. I think it was last Sunday. Um, And I got to say, you know, as much as I'm enjoying riding it, my ass the past couple days, that seat, I don't know who it's made for, somebody with like fucking titanium butt cheeks, but... It's so uncomfortable and I, I have to, I had to take days off in between. I couldn't ride two days in a row because the second I get on it the next day, it, it hurts from, from the jump. And that's not good when you're trying to go on a nice every,
0: ride. Every, default bike Definitely seat. Hurts the
2: <laughs> yeah. So I ordered a a cushioned one should be that's coming out. I have,
0: but days. if you ride long enough with any bike seat, it always hurts. <laughs>
2: It hurts so bad, and like this, this yeah. kind of bike, it's not one that's really meant. Like you can't really ride it standing up; mm. it's not like comfortable that way either.
0: It's like a taller bike.
2: It's not even that tall. I think it. It might be too small for me mm. to stand up and ride. Um, I got. It has training wheels on it too, so it is a little <laughs> slow to begin with.
1: <laughs> like riding uh. scooters.
2: No, but yeah, yeah it's been, been good. I've been riding. riding more.
1: I've been riding my mom's bike, and. It's a lot more comfortable than like, my dad's is like those, um, those, like, those legit, legit bike. bikes. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't really use it. Wheels. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, that one's like it's it's hard to even get on it because it's like so high up. Yeah,
0: yeah, those are I, like I, fucking, You got to be dedicated. For people
1: are stuff. OD with the biking though, like the people that wear the full fucking suit and like. Mm-hmm the glasses and the helmet i'm just yeah. like damn yeah you're one really going friends, all out for biking's
2: one of Biking. my friends from college is like a professional cyclist like he goes and like tours the country and is in races and has like a whole team and shit it's crazy Alyssa's dad shout out like, matt Storty. i don't know how he does it but, but his, his dad, legs um, she, he
0: went to columbia some legs for on the a, kid. a huge race
2: he went to columbia for a race
0: yeah well I'm, he's from there and, right. um, yeah, he went recently, like in the past year, he does it all That's the time, though. Cool. He does a bunch of those long ass races.
2: That's pretty cool. Sick. <laughs> I have to take a break like every other block. So yeah. maybe, maybe <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> it's fun, though. It's good to enjoy the nice weather because it is getting really nice. The past couple today was kind of shitty, but the past couple days have been so nice. And you just want to get outside and do things. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, I guess we're a bike gang now. That's a little update on our. On our lives, you know, it's only been three weeks and now look at us. We're all just yep. in bikes. But uh, professional I think we bikers. Get, we should get into these questions here because we had some really good ones that you were for.
2: <clears throat> Thank you to everyone who asked us questions this week. We got yes. a lot of engagement. It's always fun. Um, seeing what our listeners would like us to talk about.
1: <laughs> I'm still laughing at titanium
2: cheeks. <laughs> 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 that
1: was a good one. Yeah.
2: I, I wish I had some my ass. it hurts sitting in this chair right now. Honestly, it's like tucked right underneath, like deep in there. And it just, it's sore. Okay. Yeah. So we're in good. The there. We'll move on now. If you have <laughs> any more questions, hit me in the DMS. I'll give you some more details. Um, but I, I broke these down. We got a lot of different topics to cover. So I figured we'd. T- What's going on?
1: <laughs> Gooch of steel. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> that's that's my new nickname.
1: Chastity Gooch.
2: <laughs> oh, shout out George Font. <laughs> but like I said, I broke these up into a couple different categories. We actually got we got a hockey question today, boys. And I just want to clap it up one. for that. <laughs> I mean we never get any hockey questions. Not which is honestly a good thing because we don't really know much, but it's a question we can answer. So I figured I'd write it down. Uh but yeah, we got a lot Let's of get to that one. No, no, we'll save that one. Save. I want to go by relevance. Oh, All right, hockey's no. not really right. relevant.
1: Don't intro it.
2: I was just trying to just peruse through what we got here. Anyway, we're gonna start with to the, the hot NFL.
1: topics. We're gonna start with some. Can you NFL. start us off, Matt? <laughs> Damn it!
2: All right. The since the NFL draft was kind of still the most recent thing we talked about I figured we, we got three questions on the draft we can just bang those out quickly and then focus on the rest of the show Did we did answer some of these things but um, to start us off because we haven't spoken much about this and um, it's a question that a lot of people really want to know the answer to this is by Mike Lombardi to start us off buy or sell that Joe Burrow is the answer for the Bengals <laughs> you guys think <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm huge on Burrow. Um, from as I always say, I'm not a not a huge college football guy. Don't I'm not. I don't watch many games, but I did watch some of Joe Burrow's <laughs> games, um, and I've seen videos breaking down his play. Um, he has everything you would want out of a quarterback. Um, throws guys open. Uh, he's able to read complex defenses. Um, I, I think he's going to be good right away. Um, the Bengals have Jonah Williams coming back, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, their offensive line was terrible last year, um, and they have their best offensive lineman coming back. He missed the entire season. Um, I'm sure they've made some additions there too that I don't know about. Um and he's got good weapons, um, assuming AJ Green plays. Um they have AJ Green, they have uh Boyd, who's a good wide receiver, um Joe Mixon, who uh, I think we'll get into him a little bit later. We got a question about running backs um in the NFL. Uh I think he's up there, one of the best in the league. He 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 was very slow out of the gate last year, but um, turned it up a lot down the stretch, um, and he looks great. And yeah, I think he's going to be good. I think he has a lot of confidence, a lot of uh, swagger. I think he wants to be great, um, and I think he's going to be. So I'm buying that.
2: Yeah, um, I'm with you. I, I sorry to cut you off, Rich. Um, no, no, I love I, I love Joe Burrow. We've spoken a lot about him the past couple episodes leading up to the draft um, and you know I'm sure he'll be a, a big talking point throughout the season being the number one pick but I, I'm very high on Jill Burrow I think he's an NFL ready quarterback obviously he has the experience and the age uh, coming into the NFL he's a little older than most guys when they start out as Richard likes to point out um, but I think And there's another question get to about sleeper teams that we'll get to later. I'm going to spoil it a little bit, but I think that the Bengals are going to be a team that um, overachieves a little bit. So some of their expectations because of the terrible year they had last year, I think people are really down on them. But for Joe Burrow's perspective, I think there are a lot of worse situations you can come into as a rookie quarterback. Alex touched on it with the, the weapons around him. Usually you don't have, a top 10 wide receiver and it's an arguably top five, top 10 running back from the jump when, when there's, you know, you get the first overall pick. So he's coming into an offense that I think can have a little bit of success. If they hold them up. Right. Um, again, it'll focus a lot on the offensive line, but I, I'm, I don't have any issues with Joe Burrow. I don't really have many doubts coming in.
0: No. Um, yeah. Like you said, he's on the older side for uh, a quarterback prospect but that might work into the Bengals' favor. Um, you know, he's more mature, more developed in his game at this point. Uh, my biggest question mark of the team wouldn't be Burrow; It'd be Zach Taylor. to run this team and be a head coach. I know a lot of people point to Jared Goff sort of falling off when he left. So, you know, you'd think he's good at working with quarterbacks. So at least that's a plus, but, um, he's still the head coach. Uh, you got to worry about more than just a quarterback in that case. Um, does he have what it takes to be able to handle it and, you know, put Joe Burrow in a position to succeed along with the rest of the team? Uh, I don't know. But I think Joe Burrow is definitely the answer for them. I, I, I just haven't seen him play in the NFL, so it's a hard thing to say. I mean, you want to say any quarterback drafted in the first round is the answer. Um, but I think he will be. I think you guys have touched on it. They have good weapons. Uh, the O-line is going to get better with the addition of Jonah Williams. And uh, we just got to see. Hopefully, uh, he's in the right system in the right place.
1: Yeah, I, going back to what you said about Jared Goff, I don't think um, I don't think his struggles are because Zach Taylor left. Um, maybe um, it's a little bit part of it, but their offensive line was horrible. Um, he barely had any time to throw. I'm pretty sure they were dead last in the league in um, uh, like time that they give the quarterback, even though I'm pretty sure they allowed the least sacks in the league, no, but bad, um, so. I, I'm pretty sure it was the Rams, but I think um, Goff just, you know, as soon as he was feeling pressure, he either threw the ball away or chucked it up and he, he did, he didn't have a good season at all. Um, but I don't think that was because of Zach Taylor leaving. Um, so, yeah, I think it's—I think that's valid, even though their roster was pretty ass last year. Uh, you want to see, <laughs> you want to see more than four wins or whatever they had. Um, so, <coughs> I think it's valid to question wins. Zach Taylor. But did they have two?
2: I just know they were awful. <laughs> yeah, I think they went two and fourteen.
1: Yeah, that's real bad. <laughs> yeah. Beat the Jets. <laughs> they did beat the Jets. <laughs> right.
2: So I think we all, you know, have similar expectations for Joe Burrow. Um, he seems like he's shown that he's he his skills should be able to translate to the NFL. Um, <clears throat> next, we have uh, there's two questions here. They're they're definitely similar, so we'll just lump them in together. Um, Sam Yost asked, "Who is the biggest steal of the NFL draft?" and Alex Rafa asked, who do you think will be the biggest bust of the NFL draft? So, there you have it. I thought you
1: were saying Alex, Rafa
2: asked. Oh, no, no, no. His first (laughs) name is Alex. (laughs) Specifically for me? (laughs) Yeah, he wants to know who your biggest bust is. (laughs) Whoever wants to take it first.
1: (laughs) Wants to know about my busts.
2: It's All right I'll better. answer I'll answer it first. God damn it. Um, um, the biggest... I, I'm not
1: uh, I'm not suited to answer this question right, All right you guys are better.
2: So for the biggest deal of the draft, I might steal Richard's pick here, but I'm that's why I'm going first. I think the biggest deal of the draft is um, from the Arizona Cardinals getting Josh Jones in the third round. <clears throat> uh, this was a guy who I had mocked like 18th overall. I guess that was a little bit too ambitious. Being that he fell all the way to the third round. Um, but I don't think many people expected him to fall that far. Um, he's a big offensive lineman who's experienced and will probably start from day one, I would assume, given the fact that the Cardinals had a terrible, terrible offensive line last year. Uh, but being able to pick up a guy like that who projects to be a starter on the offensive line on the third day of the draft, in the third, the second day of the draft in the third round, that's definitely my steal of the draft.
0: Um you did steal mine. So now I have to go with my easy default of the <laughs> to the Jets at 59, just because before the draft, you know, a lot of people are saying he wouldn't fall uh, out of the first round. And then the Jets trade down at a 48 when he was there, everyone freaks out and then they get him at 59. So I think that was a pretty good steal uh, for my own squad uh, for biggest bust. I do have one in my head, unless you wanted to, if Alex, you uh, you wanted to talk about someone first,
1: uh, Bryce Hall.
0: Yeah, no. A lot of people say he was a big steal.
1: Yeah, uh, great, great, uh, great defensive back um, who had an injury in his last year in college. Um, I'm ex- obviously I'm not a I'm not a draft guy, but I I did. Um,
2: I'm a Jet fan, so yeah, two I, I two did Jet pay fans, attention. Two Jets picks as the biggest steals of the whole draft. Just so happens that the Jets got the two. Well, you two took mine. Steals.
0: I was going to say Josh <laughs> Jones.
2: I bet you every team in the NFL thinks their sixth round pick is the biggest steal of the draft.
0: All right, the reason I say, the reason people say Bryce Hall, and I think Alex is saying it, is a lot of analysts have been saying it. In, in 2018, he led the nation in, in uh, passes defended. He had a really good year. You know, he has a lot of. Um, like, a good stories about his work ethic. Like, apparently his team set up, like, his own little studio on campus with, like, TVs and, and all that to watch film. Um, and he broke his ankle and had surgery in 2019. So, teams can't meet, get physicals. You know, we were talking about this earlier today about Cam Newton. He can't meet with a team. And why isn't Cam Newton on a team? So, I'm sure uh, draft stock can fall if you're coming off surgery and teams can't, you know, check it out. A lot of people said he could have been a second round uh, second-round pick if he was healthy. So I think that's why people point to him as a steal.
2: Where do you go to school?
1: Ah, oh, fuck, I forgot.
0: <laughs> Isn't it like Virginia or something?
1: Yeah, Virginia. Um, also Ashton Davis. Oh, and, get the uh, fuck.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, But I do
0: have a, someone who I think will be a bust. Maybe not the biggest bust because – you know, he wasn't taking in the top 10 or anything, but he was taken in the first round. I don't know. I don't like Chase on, Caleb on Chase on. Uh, I think he's in like, I guess, a good situation on the opposite side of Allen on the Jaguars defense and just that defense overall might open up some opportunities. But I just never as a prospect saw him as like an elite pass rusher. I said this before, he kind of reminded me of Barkevius Mingo who also went to LSU, who was just like all speed and athletics and not that much production. And like people were kind of, Hoping for him to hit the potential, and I think Chase-On's on like a little bit on the smaller side, not that refined, not going to be great in the run game. Like maybe he's a great comp- complementary piece, which is fine for them because they have uh, Josh Allen the D end, who who had a really good rookie year. But um, I don't, I I feel like he he could fizzle out in my in my mind. Cool, good
2: what about you, Matt. <laughs> um... Tough to. I'm looking just looking at the draft board right now, and there are a lot of players that I did like this year because uh, it was such a talented draft. What about board. the Chargers pick? Wh- wh- who? What?
1: The Chargers pick?
2: They they didn't make a pick in the first round. I don't want to get into that. They I think they just forfeited it. Now that I'm I don't see anything on Wikipedia. Uh,
1: the classic pick forfeit.
2: Yeah, basically. <clears throat> Which is honestly better than picking Justin Herbert. So thank God we dodged a bullet there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, well, listen. That
1: answers Matt's question.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think Herbert's going to be good. Um, I definitely for the number sixth pick, he has some high bust potential. Um, so you want me to say Justin Herbert? I'll give you Justin Herbert. I don't think, I, I think he's a worse version of Josh Allen, who already has enough issues to begin with. Like. Josh Allen, I think, is like the best version of what Justin Herbert can become. And Josh Allen right now is far from the best version of himself or a finished product. And if that's his peak, you're not going to really be very successful. He's it, Herbert's inaccurate. Um, he, I think, he looks to run too much because he gets scared in the pocket and he takes off because he is athletic. He can run, but like I don't, you don't want. To be a run-first quarterback, um, just a guy who kind of like relies too much on his big arm, I and mean, that doesn't get you anywhere if you're not accurate. So, yeah, that that'll be my bus, Justin Herbert. Thank you for making me do that. Wow,
0: you're going to pick a Chargers pick as your pick?
2: Yeah, really, really shows who's uh, realistic fans in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it for the NFL draft. Thank you to Sam, Mike, and Rafa for asking us those questions. We'll stick with the NFL now. we got a bunch of NFL questions. Um, this one, very relevant given what's been circulating in the news recently. Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys still trying to put together a long-term contract. Uh, Zach Walker asks, what are your thoughts on Dak? Is, he worth, uh, is his play worth the contract that he's asking for? Um, and let me just preface this by saying there's a lot of rumors about what his contract, what he is actually asking for. So let's keep that in mind that you hear a lot of these, you know, he wants $40 million a year. He wants to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, um, all of this stuff. And then there's other reports that come out saying, no, that's not true. He doesn't want a long-term deal. He wants to get paid um, on like a three-year deal with so he can you know, double up on his money later on, but it's, it's kind of just like loose about what's actually being reported. Uh, but what do you guys think? Um, I figure he's going to get somewhere at least top five quarterback money when it's all said and done. And how would you feel about that? I would,
0: I would be okay. I'm, you guys know, I'm not a big fan of Dak. Um, like you said, all these reports coming out, Oh, he turned down five years, 170 mil or whatever. And then someone comes out, no, that didn't happen. This and that. Um Top-five quarterback money at this point, with the way quarterback contracts go, it's just bound to happen. But in the case, if he was actually seeking to be the highest-paid quarterback and those were his demands, then if I'm the Cowboys, I would not do that because he's not better than whoever the best quarterback. I think Russell Wilson's the highest-paid right now, right? I believe so. He does not deserve uh, sure. paid more than Russell Wilson. Um, I think he's a good quarterback who is being you know he looks better because of how great the offense around him is Um, they have one of the best offensive lines they have one of the best running backs in the league they had a top 10 receiver and added a a top three receiver prospect Um, and they already had Gallup as well uh, who was you know a great number two to Cooper so that's a completely stacked offense um I I just don't think he's he's worthy of being the highest paid quarterback in the league um
2: so i opinion. it is a stacked offense and i think that's the reason why you have to pay Dak because he's the quarterback of that offense he's familiar with the system he makes everything run in that offense whether he's great or not if you what do you do what, what's your alternative don't pay well, him and there, then
0: i guess there is no alternative you have but.
2: that offense for what no, yeah andy dalton i mean i um, guess if you have andy dalton as a backup I guess he could play.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, with, with how much the the quarterback position just adds value every single year. And it seems like every quarterback who signs a new deal um, becomes the highest paid quarterback in the league. I think Dak is, is a, I think he's a franchise quarterback. Um, and I think the Cowboys should sign him. Um, I agree with Richard that he's he shouldn't be getting paid the most in the league. Um, he's not because he's not the best quarterback in the league. He's far from it. Um, but the Cowboys do kind of have no choice. Um, they have to. They have to. They have to sign him. He's their quarterback, or they're going to suck. Um, and they have of great team around him. Um, So they have to go all in now. Um, Maybe in a few years, this might bite them in the ass. They might have a lot of money tied up in DAC and not enough to go around to fill out the team. But um, if teams have the opportunity to, you know, make the playoffs, possibly win a Super Bowl, then you have to go all out for it now. And then if it doesn't work out, then just deal with the repercussions later. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think that's what's going to happen. Um, I think they're going to go all in for these next few years. They're going to put a lot of money in into Dak Prescott. And eventually they're going to have to let some key players go. Um,
2: it's, so, it's the whole, like, th- these quarterbacks are never going to be paid ranked by their skill level like it's just not like in a perfect world you'd have Mahomes making the most like get your top five quarterbacks Rodgers Mahomes Lamar Russell whatever but just looking at these lists of quarterback salaries coming into this season the top five you have Russell Wilson Jared Goff Jimmy Garoppolo Philip Rivers and Tom Brady by no means are those the five best quarterbacks in the NFL right now um, and it's, it's just all about timing of when your contract is up and how the market is. Ryan Tannehill is making more money than Carson Wentz and Jacoby Brissett makes more money than Matt Stafford. Like it's all over the place based on who was a free agent when, and when they were locked into their deals. So I think Dak is just up to get paid and he's going to command this kind of money, maybe the highest in the in the NFL, Because if the Cowboys don't sign him, there'll be a bidding war and some other team will sign. So that's the market for quarterbacks, be it, you know, if if it should be that way or not. The value, the market, Dak Prescott's value is whatever some team is going to pay him. So I think Dallas should just get it done, lock him up and forget about it, because this is a team that can win a Super Bowl, I think, or compete for a Super Bowl right away. Um, And that's not going to happen throwing away their franchise quarterback and starting over.
0: I think a deal will get done.
1: Yeah. And I think he's, I think he's smart for wanting three years because odds are he's going to, you know, I have my opinions on Dak Prescott. So do you guys. um, But he'll be fine for the next three years, at least Um, if anything, he'll improve. And this time will roll around in three years too, and he'll be like, "Make me the highest-paid quarterback again, because Mahomes got signed." You know, Mahomes got. Mahomes is going to make a lot of fucking money. Yeah,
2: he didn't get. He didn't get signed Um, yet.
1: (laughs) No, I'm saying in three years that's going to have happened, um, and he's going to get a lot of money, and the market will be. It's here now. It's going to be here and he's going to want another big payday, and he, you know, he should.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, think you got guys coming up. Mahomes and Lamar are going to need contracts. Um, Baker, Darnold, Josh Allen down the road, like these guys who look like they're going to be franchise quarterbacks. I'm sure they're just going to keep topping each other, and, he, and that's just how the cycle goes. Yep. The salary cap goes up every year anyway, so it's the percentage yeah, of the cap. That, is,
0: um, that year, whenever the – The like Baker, Darnold, Allen draft When that, when they roll around There's going to be like
2: I like to call that the Josh Rosen draft
0: Guy's special (laughs) We'll see what he's getting paid by then No, but think about it If, you know, Mayfield, Allen, Darnold, and and Lamar All make it the second contracts with these teams They're all going to be getting paid around the same time Like teams are going to be like All right, who's striking first, you know Who's going to pay one of them first What is the market right now It's going to be crazy
2: yeah, it should be fun. Meanwhile, if you're looking at expected value to compared to salary cap hit in 2020, Gardner Minshew making seven hundred thousand dollars. I mean, you really can't ask for a better situation. Than that right, a we want to talk about for less than a million dollars.
0: We want to talk about who should be the highest paid quarterback. Hmm? Take a look That's right Dash there. Money. Rewind the podcast 15 seconds. What name did Mathers say?
2: <laughs> Gardner. Minshew. It's actually so funny. Some of the guys who make more money than him, I'm not, we won't get into all of that right now, but <laughs> Blaine Gabbert, none that's one. Geno Smith.
0: He's on a team, Blaine Gabbert.
2: He's on the Bucks. I think he's the Brady's backup. <laughs> <laughs> the Jeez. quarterback controversy in training camp? I don't know.
0: You might be looking at one.
2: <laughs> all right. So that'll be it for Dak Prescott. Um, We'll talk about another quarterback who we touched on briefly. Um, Sam Yost wants to know our thoughts on Baker Mayfield in year three. He says everyone seems to have written him off after a rough season. Like Richard has. no. I don't
0: I don't know if everyone's written him off. I have not written him off. I always say I think he's going to be good. Um, I think he's going to have a huge bounce back. I think last year was not an example of how good he can be. Uh, they had a terrible O-line. Um, the head coach who was way in over his head, who was now the tight ends coach for the Giants. He went from head co- running backs coach to head coach to tight end coach. So <laughs> they hired a guy. Um, I have no idea how to pronounce his name. Oh, they hired Stefanski, right? Is that how you yeah. say it?
2: I'm yeah.
0: thinking of another guy that I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, I think he seems more qualified for the job and to at least run the offense. Um, they really improved their O-line, getting Jedrick Wills in the draft and then signing Jack Conklin. Um, still have Odell, Jarvis, Joku, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, all these guys. Uh, I fully Hooper. expect Baker to bounce back. And people who are writing him off just don't like him because he's a, a big mouth.
2: <laughs> they broken. signed Austin Hooper, yeah. too.
0: Yeah, they signed Austin Hooper because Joku's a But
1: Yeah. I completely agree. Um, going into last season, I, I, was, I fully expected the Browns to win the division. Um, they were very disappointing, um, to say the least. But, you know, they kind of put it together toward the end and, and went on a little run there and finished just outside of the playoffs. Um, Baker will benefit a lot from, a, from an improved O-line. Um, you you just can't play good quarterback if you don't have any time to throw the ball and you're getting drilled play after play. Um, They have the weapons. I think, I think that offense will be good. Uh, Stefanski, he was the offensive coordinator of the Vikings. Yeah. Right. Um, He did a really good job with them. Their, their offense was very good this past season. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I do not write Baker Mayfield off at all. Um, I'm expecting a bounce back. I don't like Baker Mayfield at all. I I think he's a shithead. And hopefully this this past season taught him a little bit about, you know, maybe just keeping quiet when you're struggling. Um, Don't be such a dick. And maybe everyone won't hate you and want you to fail. Pretty but much. I think he's good. I think uh, he's good. I think he's a good player.
2: Yeah, I think you guys pretty much covered it. I, uh, I'm hoping he bounces back. I still have my skepticisms, just being that every time we seem to get excited about the Cleveland Browns, they fuck something up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so,
0: but they have great players, and well, I'm not going to call Baker great yet, but they have potentially great players at all the important positions. Um, they have. You know a really good right tackle that we know. They just drafted a left tackle who could be their franchise left tackle. They have Baker at quarterback. They have Miles Garrett as an edge rusher. They have Denzel Ward at corner. They have a you know at the most important positions in the game. They have really promising players. So I know that was a Baker Mayfield question, but the Browns in general, you know, they have all the talent that a team would want. So I think it's really on Stefanski to you know keep everyone in line, make sure they're disciplined, and Put Baker in a position to succeed,
2: for sure. Um, next, we have. All right, we'll keep. We got a, a lot of questions about quarterbacks specifically, so we'll touch on those and then we'll get to the rest of them. Um, <clears throat> Mike Lombardi, again, big fan of the show, wants to know how successful or unsuccessful will Philip Rivers be in Indianapolis.
1: Um, I'm excited to see what he does behind a good O-line. Um, the Colts have had one of the best O-lines in the league for a few years now. Um, and the Chargers notoriously never really addressed it um, when when Phil was with the team, or at least the last few years. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does there. That being said, he is regressing. Um, a lot of people like to say that it wasn't just it wasn't Philip Rivers' fault at all. His struggles last year, um, and he, he he threw for a lot of yards, obviously, but yard passing yards don't tell the full story. Um, but he was uh, he wasn't great in his own right. Um, I, I expect him to improve from last season, um, but I'm not expecting vintage Phillip Rivers. You know, I think he's a future Hall of Famer. I'm not expecting that level of production. But um, what was the question again?
2: As successful yeah. or unsuccessful? Just like what do you, how well do you think that he'll do? Uh, the, yeah.
1: I, th- I think the Colts will be a solid team. Uh like they are pretty much every year, you know, right around 500. Um, maybe, maybe Phil brings them to, the, to like a 9, 10 win team, but from anywhere from 7, seven, seven to 9 wins is what I expect from the Colts.
0: Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I actually have this stat right here that uh, I saw today. When I was browsing Reddit, according to Pro Football Focus, the Chargers had the 31st uh, pass-blocking offensive line last season. So mm-hmm. second worst in the league
2: for Colton, you know,
0: old, immobile Phillip Rivers, probably not the you know, prime position to be in. Is,
2: despite, that, is but, that just the Chargers stat, or do you have like the list? Of
0: no, uh, I only have the bottom four. Rams, Seahawks, Chargers,
2: Dolphins. Oh, I was going to say, I wonder where the Colts are on that list.
0: Yeah. Um it just has worst pass blocking offensive lines and then those are the bottom four. Rams twenty nine, Seahawks thirty, Chargers thirty-one, Dolphins thirty-two. So you wonder why Josh Rosen can't succeed. Um, yeah, um, just those three no, but games. in all in all seriousness, they have a really they have a, a really good off really good offensive line in front of him. They drafted Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, top of the second round. They have Ty Hilton still, and they drafted Jonathan Taylor to be a, a nice one-two punch with Marlon Mack. So I think the weapons are there and the O line's there. I think Rivers he can still be more than a game manager, and maybe he won't hit the heights that he did a few seasons ago when the Chargers were really good. But I think he'll he'll be much better than Brissette for them, and I think I think they'll probably make the playoffs. But um yeah. Also, I, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I wanna we never mentioned about the Bengals and Joe Burrow? They drafted T Higgins as well. So that's not oh, yeah. good for them.
2: Yeah. yeah. He <laughs> sucks, but he's on the team. <laughs> Talking about busts. <clears throat> um I I I'm very high on the Colts this year because their roster from top to bottom is is just it's solid. And like Alex said, it always is solid. Um, but last year they were held back significantly, I think, by Jacoby Brissett's inconsistencies they had some good wins and they had some really bad losses. Uh, Philip Rivers is the kind of guy when you know exactly what you're going to get every week. We'll have his great. He, see, it's weird. Like, you know, what you're going to get from him, but throughout the course of the game, he's kind of inconsistent. He'll look amazing at times and then he'll throw a boneheaded interception. So, but for the most part, for the course of a season, you know what you're going to get out of Philip Rivers. So, I think that that's going to benefit them a lot, and it's going to benefit Rivers exponentially to have that offensive line in front of him. Um, So I definitely I think that they're going to win the AFC South because I think the Texans took a step back, and I mean the Titans. We do this every year with them. Like I'm not going to pretend just because they went to the AFC Championship game that they're now going to stay at the top of the conference. Like they're just as much as a question mark as they are every year, Um, and I think. On paper, the Colts have a better roster. So I expect them to win the AFC South. I think that they'll be contenders in a weak AFC that's really just the Chiefs and the Ravens. I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts were the third best team in that conference.
0: If the Colts were, oh, in that third best team, team in the conference. conference. Sorry.
2: Third, third best team in the AFC behind the Chiefs and Ravens.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I- I wouldn't necessarily be surprised either. I just – I have my reservations with them, as I do with all AFC South teams.
2: Also true. That's a good point. Um, I think of um,
0: all the AFC really, South teams – sorry, sorry, go ahead.
1: I just – it's been so long since we've seen a team really dominate from that division, so.
0: I think yeah. from from that division, I liked them the best just because I think Frank Reich has shown to be the most stable head coach, you know. When he got hired by the, the Colts, they were coming off, you, you know, Josh McDaniels sort of just spurning them and leaving. So he just got thrown into a situation with, with I'm pretty sure assistants that weren't his hand picked assistants because the Colts had hired them already. So they weren't going to just fire them. And he made the best of it when they still had Andrew Luck and they were one of the, you know, people thought they could be a contender that year. And then I think they got ragged by the Pats or the Chiefs or something, but um, then you have Brissette. And they don't do as well, but, you know, compared to Bill O'Brien and Doug Marone and uh, Mike Vrabel, who I who had a really good year last year, I like their coaching staff and I like their roster overall. I think they're more well run than those other teams at this point. Um, they're, a lot of people, like their GM is one of the best in the league. He's really good at building that roster. So definitely think Phillip Rivers was
1: a good a good choice for them. And I think he'll be good. Yeah. It's going, to be, it's going to be very interesting to see him and all the other quarterbacks that switch
2: teams mm-hmm. in new yeah. uniforms. So next we have also Mike Lombardi. He gave us three questions today, and uh, that's always appreciated. <laughs> Team that will shock people the most next year in the NFL. Who wants to start this mm-hmm. one? That's a good
1: one. That is a good one. I need to think for a sec.
2: I'll start then uh, because I know Mike teed this one up for me because he's a Broncos fan, and him and I have spoken a lot about Denver's offseason, and I'm a big fan of what they've done. So, my team is the Denver Broncos. Um, You look at what they were able to do in the draft, bringing in Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler with their first two picks, two wide receivers. Uh, Then later on in the draft, they picked up a tight end. Uh, from Missouri, Al O. I'll call him O because his last name is ridiculous, and I will never even try to say it. <clears throat> but he's another big-bodied, fast-receiving kind of tight end to go with Noah Fon, who they had. They signed Melvin Gordon. Um, Richard, did they make they, – they signed somebody uh, from the offense – for offensive line help, right, the Broncos? Ooh. The Broncos. Did uh, they did guys?
3: sign
0: someone. I'll look it up while you're talking.
2: They know they did some work to the offensive line because it did need help. <clears throat> and then they have a defense, which is always Denver Broncos' defense. Um, they have Von Miller. Uh, and they have a strong secondary, even with losing Chris Harris Jr. Uh,
0: they signed Graham Glasgow.
2: Glasgow, okay. He's guard. a center guard? Yeah. Okay, So, yeah, they basically improved every area of weakness that they had, which is tough for a team to do in a single offseason, especially a team like Denver, who went Six and ten, I think, last year. So there were holes there to be filled. But John Elway hit an absolute home run in free agency and in the draft, uh, which is rare to say because he usually is fucking up decisions in the draft. Um, But we've talked about this off camera. I think I might have touched on it on camera as well. Denver gave Drew Locke all of Basically, everything he needs to succeed, it's going to be on him now. But I think Denver is going to be really, really good. And I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they make a wild card push as long as Drew Locke takes that, you know, second-year jump.
0: Um, a team who – I don't like their head coach, but I'm just interested to see play because their quarterback missed half the season, uh, the Lions. Uh, I, they drafted um, DeAndre Swift, right? And, you know – Yeah. They still have Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, um, Hawkinson, who they drafted last year. And they're going to have Stafford back, hopefully, for the whole year. Uh, and they drafted the best corner in the draft, who I think has no shot of being bad. I think he's going to be great off the bat. Uh, hopefully he can help take that defense to another level. But I'm interested to see how they do with a fully healthy Stafford. And I feel like every year people are interested and like expect the Lions mm-hmm. to do something, and you never see it. But... Um, I think they're a team that I would watch out for this year, especially when, uh, you know, they're in the same division as the Packers. It's Packers, Bears, uh, who are the other two?
2: Vikings and Lions.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions. I mean, we know what the Bears are. They have can't throw to your left, Mitch Trubisky. Um, the Packers seem to not want to make Aaron Rodgers' life easy.
2: Yeah, they, they gave up on the next They gave years. up,
0: yeah. Um, the Vikings – I like the Vikings, but um, I think that division is a little more open than it seems. So, maybe the Lions can make some noise. You know, you I, wouldn't think their expect defense,
2: that. I think their defense is too far away right now. Yeah.
0: Um, also, I was just looking at the depth chart of the team. And are, are those Alquara guys brothers? think so. They have Romeo Aquara and then they drafted Julian Aquara this year and they're both outside linebackers and on the depth chart, Julian is Romeo's backup.
2: <laughs> really? Yeah. Let's take a look. Yep. They are brothers.
0: They're brothers? Yep. Wow. What? That's probably so sick.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> Did they just draft Julian because they had Romeo? That Maybe. had to well, be.
0: I mean, he was a pretty um...
2: It had to play a part.
0: They both went to Notre Dame too pretty cool but um, yeah I just I've always been a big fan of Stafford so him being healthy the whole year maybe the, the Lions can be like you know you just if you look at their team last year you're just like yeah they sucked but you know Matt Stafford misses eight games probably not gonna be good <laughs> so,
1: so yeah um, I think my pick a team that might surprise people is gonna be the Arizona Cardinals
3: mm-hmm
1: um they addressed the offensive line which is great for um for kyler he can have some time to throw um and he didn't he didn't have a bad season um obviously was inconsistent as all rookies are but he showed flashes of his great potential um and uh, st- sticking with offense they added deandre hopkins um, one of the arguably the best wide receiver in the league, definitely top five. Um, so that'll help. That'll help um, Kyler out a bunch, um, given that he has some time to throw now. And on the defensive side of the ball, they they um, snagged Isaiah Simmons, right? Uh, okay. He uh, he slipped a little bit, um, and they they snagged him at their pick. So um, some improvement there too. Uh, I think I think they I think they'll improve a lot. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but um, some some positive things coming out of Arizona. Yeah,
0: I I only disagree with you on that is because I think they're going to be everyone's sleeper team, which in turn makes them not a surprise pick because I think they're like the most <laughs> obvious. You know, the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray in his second year. They got DeAndre Hopkins. Like that's gonna be
2: everyone's Wow, he's mocking you, Alex. Are you gonna take that? No, but I know <laughs> Alex is
1: literally saying my exactly what I said. <laughs> I've heard so saying many it a dumb voice.
0: <laughs> I've heard so many people <laughs> already because it's just an obvious and it like they met they I think they're gonna be much better than last year. So like it's a good pick but it's almost at this point, not surprising because we expect Murray to improve. They got DeAndre Hopkins. No, they stole Josh Jones in the third round. We know Alex is dumb for saying the card.
3: <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> no, uh, I, I get where you're coming from, Richard. I agree with you that Alex is really stupid sometimes. Um, but, no, they're, they're like a hot pick for this yeah. answer. <laughs> um, but I think that's because they are going to be pretty good, and they they are going to surprise some people. Um, so I get I get both sides. Are of they
0: if they're everyone's pick?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it'll still be surprising to see the Cardinals everyone's surprise pick
0: is the same, so we won't be surprised anymore.
2: <laughs> but it's surprising because, like Alex said, like the Cardinals are good. Whoa, that's not something you see every day.
0: Yeah, it is weird. Like it's also weird that that like only a few years ago they were like pretty good every year. <laughs> like you could count on them to be a good team. And now everyone's just like, fuck mm-hmm. the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, Worst team in the league. Yeah. Um,
2: well, that speaking of the NFC West, we'll keep it in division and slide over to our next question, which is from Kirby Toomey, who is a 49ers fan. So this is probably why he asked the question. He wants to know uh, who is your NFC West front runner? Uh, probably the best division in football right now with the improved Cardinals. Um, I personally think the Rams will bounce back after a rough year to be a little bit more competitive, and then you have San Francisco and Seattle who seem to just be getting better and, well, you know, are always going to be <clears throat> Super Bowl threats for the next couple of years. Um, but who who do you guys think is the front runner in the NFC West? Um,
0: I would the Cardinals. Um, you know i would want to say the 49ers but i'm expecting them to have a little bit of that super bowl hangover um i think it it just happens to every team and like it might seem like one of those myths but it really does happen (laughs) to like almost every team that makes a super bowl Mm -hmm. the next year they just really aren't the same as they were um i'm gonna go with the uh, the traditional seahawks um I think, you know, you see Metcalf going into his second year. That's going to be a big uh, weapon for Wilson. Um, They still have a a good defense every year. Um, I don't trust Schottenheimer still as the offensive Mm -hmm. coordinator, and I can't believe he still has a goddamn job in the NFL. But, um, yeah, I like the Seahawks, too, as the veteran team with the best quarterback in the division, you know, Super Bowl winning head coach. I think, think they're going to be the division winner this year. The 49ers will be right there. But I just think – I just like – they're just going to have some sort of little like lull in their game. The hangover.
1: Yeah. Um, Alex is – Shanahan did (laughs) such –
2: He's flustered. I'm drunk. Um,
1: (laughs) Shanahan did such a good job of, you know, calling plays and making – Guys on that offense that you know, like not like none of those guys are like superstars. Debo like Jim I love Debo, but like Jimmy Garoppolo is not like a fantastic quarterback. He's he's like pretty solid. Um one second, I'm playing poker. And
0: it's it is hard for sorry to cut you off. Um it is hard for a team to, no, being an idiot. to get any better, but I do really like the draft picks they made and they traded for Trent Williams. I completely forgot who, when he's playing and not sitting out because he has to play for Dan Snyder in the Redskins, he is arguably the best offensive tackle in the NFL. I think that's a huge addition to an offensive line that was already one of the best in the league. Um, and they drafted Brandon Ayuk, who I, who I really like at receiver. Uh, to go across from Debo. Uh, They're pretty different players. Debo's the more, you know, physical, you know, catch the ball, uh, contested catches, and Brendan Ayuk's really like a speedster, so I like them complementing each other. And, you know, they still have the best tight end in the league, but despite all that, Seahawks are better.
2: (laughs) Alex, you took San Francisco?
1: Yeah. um,
2: So, yeah.
1: The the Shanahan kind of, like, made magic with – not nothing, but these these guys aren't like world beaters. Um, so I'm I'm a little bit like, is he going to do it again? Like that would be so unlikely with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback and you know is Emmanuel Sanders still on the team?
2: No, <clears throat> he went to New Orleans. Like
1: Debo Debo Samuel, right? Like and and they they did draft some guys, um, like, but what? They still have Kittle. The defense, Kittle. Yeah, Kittle. Kittle's great. Uh, Kittle, Kittle. I think should have gotten some like shine as an MVP candidate last year because he really made that that uh, offensive offense run. Obviously, he wasn't going to win it over Lamar Jackson, but um, if it wasn't for that incredible season, like maybe. But um, this is a tough one. It really is. Um, I, I think I would agree with Richard here. Um, I, I don't think that Shanahan's going to be like creating, making magic again with the, 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 offensive pieces that he has. Um, the defense I think is still going to be great. And I think the 49ers will make the playoffs, but I, if I had to pick a team that's going to win the division, I'll go with, I'll go with Russell Wilson every time. Uh, and the Seahawks, are, they're such a mainstay, consistent, consistently good team. Um, and, and we were talking before about how Russell Wilson makes magic on a consistent basis, you know. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan did it this past season. Russell Wilson has been doing it for eight years. So um well,
0: we'll the Seahawks uh, too. While you were going to grab another drink, Alex, and uh, this will be cut out of the podcast, but me and Matt were talking in the downtime and I was reading that stat about the the bottom four offensive lines. And one of the comments on the thread was, and I, I agree with this, like it's, it's incredible that the Seahawks can have a uh, bottom three offensive line. And Russell Wilson is still a top five quarterback, like no matter what. And every year it seems like we're like the Seahawks offensive line is terrible. And he's always an MVP. Yep. Like talk, like people talk about him as MVP every year, possibly like, Maybe he doesn't get to the like final talks, but it's just crazy.
1: He's actually <laughs> never received no a, a I'm, I'm pretty sure he's never received an MVP vote. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. which is that, crazy. A, a few years cause... ago, he
0: should he definitely should have gotten a few. He threw like he went. Remember, he went off. He was on Volani's fantasy team. Remember? Mm-hmm. And he yeah. went Off that year.
1: He's yeah. a like he's a he's a no doubt first first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> We which did our mid. season to think.
2: The midseason awards we did last year, we all had MVP Russell Wilson because it was before Lamar like really took off and yep. ran away with it, and it looked like he was going to be Wilson all the way, and then he still didn't even get a single vote, which is crazy. Um, but Nuts. I'm gonna. You guys both take the Seahawks. I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate here because while I agree Seattle is the most experienced and uh, well equipped team from a quarterback position to, to win the AFC West, uh, NFC West. Um, you're talking to, I'm going to take the Los Angeles Rams. I'm talking about the uh, Super Bowl hangover, Richard. I think that's definitely what we saw from LA last year. Um, they, they were coming off a 12 and four season with an incredible offense. Everything clicked in 20 to 2018, 2019, the year, um, and then you look last year, kind of like what the hell happened to this team? Um, <clears throat> obviously Todd Gurley had a lot to do with that, but I think um, the offense is going to be almost like liberated from the burden of Todd Gurley and, and not in the sense that he, like it's hurting their offense, but just the fact that he's Todd Gurley and you want to get him the ball and you, mm-hmm. you, know, you want to build your offense around him and, and do all these things still. So just being able for McVay to have kind of more freedom Uh, without having that, like, hanging over your head. Like, it's like Todd Gurley's there giving the ball. Is he hurt? What's going on? Like, it was a big storyline throughout the whole season. Um, So I'm expecting a bounce-back year from the offense, especially with Jared Goff. Uh, Last year, aside from just the typical, you know, cliche Super Bowl hangover that we talked about, they had offensive linemen in and out of the lineup all year with rookies. uh, They're mixing and matching different setups. Uh, So more consistency there is going to help Goff. I still bike Jared Goff a lot I know a lot of people we're talking about um Baker Mayfield getting thrown out after a bad season people are destroying Jared Goff after this past year you know obviously it looks bad coming off the massive massive contract that he signed um but I'm, I'm not I'm not ready to throw out everything he's done building up to that point just he had a bad year circumstances were tough um but I think that they're going to rebound nicely. Um, and Sean McVeigh is still a great head coach. And <laughs>
0: I'm not, I'm not counting out the 49ers at all. Um, I really just didn't want to pick them because they won it last year. And because your friend's a 49ers fan. So sorry. <laughs> I wanted to go against it.
2: Yeah. Fuck you, but, um, I really,
0: they really are probably the most talented team in the division, especially after the draft. And, you know, they're getting, I don't know if you guys know this name, Jalen Hurd. Um, he didn't, he was a receiver they drafted uh, out of Baylor who did not play at all last year, and like they're expecting a lot of big things out of him, and like he was really a pretty good prospect coming out, um, and that. So with him, Samuel, and then you add Ayuk, you know the weapons. I think really got a lot better. And a lot of people don't like Garoppolo, and this is sort of a little tangent of my own here, but it was his first season starting full season, and he went to the Super Bowl. And I think live reps are the best reps. Um, I think he still has a little room to improve. I don't think he's the – he's obviously not top five quarterback, maybe not even top ten, but I think he could – I don't think he's – like, I feel like people think he's bad <laughs> after the Super Bowl performance almost, but I think he's still much better than a lot of teams uh, have in this league, and I think there's still some room for improvement because he really has not started that many games in the grand scheme. Like, what is he? he's 28, but he started – like, started three games for the Pats and then five games for the 49ers one year, and then two – for them and towards ACL. And then he finally plays a whole year. So, you know, he really hasn't had that many reps. I think there's still a lot, a little bit of improvement there for him. So maybe they will still be the best there. Maybe I love them.
2: (laughs) It's definitely like the Um, most, it's going to be the most competitive division in football.
0: Yeah. Seems like that every year.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it used to suck for a while. Yeah. When you had,
0: it sucked. And then there was, like, the era with the Seahawks and the 49ers, and then the Cardinals had Palmer, and they were really good, and it was really competitive, and then it kind of fell off again. And now mm-hmm. I think it's, it's
2: just gonna, the Seahawks for a little bit.
0: Yeah, now the Rams are good, and now I, think, I think it's going to be competitive for a while now.
2: Or at least a I mean, years. the quarterbacks in the division, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, Russell Wilson, and Jimmy G, <laughs> a lot of young, good players there that will be around. Yeah, fun, fun, fun division to watch. And although it feels like every time there's a matchup with, like, Rams-Niners or Seahawks-Niners, like, it's always, like, a Sunday night game. It's always yeah. a big field game. Good rivalries there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jared yeah. Goff is about to dad-dick the whole division, so that'll be fun to watch.
0: <laughs> After they stole the Chargers' colors.
2: <laughs> That's right. Listen, I don't blame them. We got the drip. It's fine. That's r- uh, ridiculous.
0: like making it that light shade of blue and like the yellow on the shoulders. It's literally the same thing.
2: They're trying to copy greatness. You can't hate it. It's like when uh, everybody's now trying to get the next taste Hill hell because it's working for New Orleans. It's, it's <laughs> you know, it's, it is what it is.
0: Next great color scheme. All right, what do we got Garoppolo's next? Garoppolo's trash.
2: Yeah, that's That's also something that we didn't mention enough. Jimmy G sucks.
0: That was that was a late response to my (laughs) to my analysis.
2: Your your analysis. You had a speech about him. What what people don't know, Alex is on a five minute tape delay, but we're somehow making it work. (laughs) (laughs) So if if you hear a couple delayed responses, that's why.
1: Uh, I like this. Yeah, the NFC West is great.
2: (laughs) What do you think of Joe Burrow, Alex?
0: What was the next question, Matt?
2: This is a fun question. Um, I don't know how we want to do this. We can kind of just rattle ours off and then get into a little debate. Uh, Sam Yost wants to know the top five running backs in the NFL right now.
0: Mm. I, think no, I think Zeke's still the best.
2: Well, I put together – let's go. Let's each run our top five. I'll start. so I okay, have mine written down. You guys want a second to put some together. Um, I agree with you, Richard. I have Zeke at number one. Uh, just, really? That is so surprising. Just like for somebody who if you need a guy to go in there for a football game and get you 100 yards rushing, like I think he's the best real running back who you can just give the ball to 30 times and he will get you production. Good in the red zone, good receiving back, like kind of doesn't really have any weaknesses. Um, So I have Zeke at number one. Then I have Saquon Barkley at two. I think he's very similar to what Zeke does. Um, obviously he was in and out of the lineup with injuries last year and unlike Zeke he has a bad offensive line uh, but I think that they're kind of similar players in what they're able to do number three I have Christian McCaffrey uh, which might be a little surprising to some people after the year that he had uh, but I, I like more to kind of traditional running backs and I don't know if you can replicate the kind of touches that Zeke had that uh, McCaffrey had on a yearly basis um, he was obviously amazing last year, but I don't expect him to do that year in a year out. But he's still very good, dual threat. Um, fourth, I have Dalvin Cook finally. What? You're the same <laughs> exact <point again. laughs> All right, fourth. I, have, I thought you were like making fun of Dalvin Cook.
0: No, no. Well, fourth, I, you're an idiot because you hate him.
2: Fourth, I have <laughs> Dalvin Cook finally put together a, a complete season. Looks like he's, you know, gonna be that three-down back for Minnesota. And five gets interesting. I have about four or five different players I can put at five, but I'm going to go with – let's see. Who does Richard like the best? <laughs> I'm going to go with Nick Chubb.
1: I knew you were going to go with <laughs> Nick
2: Chubb. <laughs> I think it's Nick Chubb. Um, red zone woes aside, he was great. <laughs> In between the 20s this year, he was great. <laughs> um, and I just think I can he's kind of a do it all back. Yeah, so, yeah, those are my top five. All right. Um, um, yeah,
1: you can go, Alex. I don't, wanna, I don't want Richard to just repeat what Matt said. So, uh, <laughs> Break it, all. <laughs> well,
0: my five was different because uh, LaMichael P. Ryan. You
2: know. Okay. <laughs> steal of the draft. <laughs> steal of the, yeah, steal um, the draft. <laughs> so,
1: so, this is kind of off the cuff because uh, I don't have mine written down like Matt did. But um, number one, I would go uh, Saquon Barkley. Um, I think uh, he's he's just a can't-miss talent there. Um, he had some injury issues last year, um, and, like – at least for me, if you were watching him play, it didn't look like he was healthy even when he was playing. And he still... I,
0: I do know, you know he he had a... that he was 100% healthy when the Jets held him the one yard.
2: He told you that? <laughs> I'm, I'm lying, but... Yeah, and I heard his
1: weakness is Ashton Davis. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. even 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 when he was playing, he only missed... He missed a few games, but even when he was playing, it seemed like he was hampered by that ankle-ish injury. And even then, you know, he had an off season. Um, he still he still rushed for over a thousand yards. You know, he had his highlights. Um, I'm expecting a big bounce back with uh, the revamped Giants offense. Um, I think I'm not crazy about Daniel Jones, and I think he's going to have to rely on Saquon a lot this. This upcoming year so um i think he'll get a lot of touches and i think he'll have similar production to his first season um next i would go christian mccaffrey um just absolutely dominated last year um i'm sure he'll get some looks for um offensive player of the year um third i'd go ezekiel elliott um you know, same reasons that you stated. He's just a beast. Um, fourth, I'd put Dalvin cook there as well. Um, finally, finally was able to stay on the field last year, had a terrific season. Um, and fifth, I'm going to go Joe Mixon. Um, I like Joe Mixon a lot. Um, I, I paid a lot of attention to him last year because he was on my fantasy team and, um, once he got his stuff together, he looked incredible behind a, a pretty bad offensive line. Um, so I think with hopefully the, the offensive line improves, I'm sure it will with uh, Williams. Uh, we'll see more of that very, very good Joe Mixon on a consistent basis.
0: Um, I like that. Who'd,
2: you, who'd you have at four? I'm sorry. Cook. Cook? Okay. Cook.
0: Yeah, so <clears throat> I was saying before when Matt was talking that mine was uh, basically the same thing. Uh, I will start off by saying I think Saquon is the most talented running back, but just like due to the team he's on and and you know his injury last year, like I'm just not going to put him number one at this point. But I think he has the best uh, combination of uh, you know ball carrying and receiving. Uh, and, like, his potential, I think, is the highest. But I still put Zeke number one just because he seems to be the most consistent in the league right now. You know he's good for, like, 1,200 yards, 10 TDs, and he's really come along as a pass catcher the past few years in that offense. So I think he's now – when his first two years, I would have said, you know, he's not that real dual-threat running back like you see in McCaffrey or Saquon. I think he's definitely on that level now. And I do have Saquon at number two uh, over McCaffrey which like you said is surprising, but I just, I, I agree with you. Like you're not using McCaffrey, like a, a traditional running back, you know, like he can rush for a thousand yards, but you're not, you're not ground and pounding with McCaffrey. What's so special about him is his versatility as a receiver and a, and a running back that, you know, you really, you don't know what they're going to do with him. Uh, they're going to throw him a screen. Are they going to send him out into the slot and run and run route? you know? Um, it's very close with all those three. It's really, you know, your system and what you want to do. Um, that's my top three. I also have Dalvin Cook at four. Uh, we went over that. He's also one of those, you know, hybrid running backs. You can you can run the ball and he can catch the ball. Number five, though, I am going to go with a man that completely carried his team on his back to the AFC Championship, Derrick Henry.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean – you know, you are talking I like Mixon, I like uh I like Josh Jacobs, I like all these young guys, but I saw Derrick Henry absolutely beast a team on his back and get his quarterback paid over a hundred million dollars because of how much he carried that squad. So I'm gonna give Derrick Henry my five out of pure respect. And you know, he's just a beast.
2: Yeah, it was it was close for that the was the, f-
1: was the missing guy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> With number five I had it between I went with Chubb but I had Henry Mixon, uh Kamara and and you mentioned wow. Josh Jacobs
0: <laughs> I <fucking forgot> about <laughs> Camaro, I'll tell you that <laughs> Yeah and, and
2: like Kamara he kind of had a disappointing season um yeah. so I I, w- I don't think he's a yes, top 5 running back but I am with Saquon kind of what, going off with Richard said that he I think he projects to one day be the best running back in the league he had w- a great rookie season and then injuries held him back last year. I'm not ready to put him ahead of Zeke, a guy who's that's been doing right, it for years. Um, that's why I have him at two right now. The talent's there, but like he's got to, to me, he's got to produce a little bit more and that'll come with the time. Like I'm not doubting him at all, but Zeke has been doing what Saquon did for longer. Um, and
1: I think, yeah, I mean, I think it'd be interesting to see Saquon play behind that Cowboys offensive
2: line. No, that's that, That's true. That's definitely true. Like I said, I just... You know, and, and Saquon will have the numbers if he's healthy and he's playing. Um, and then also with Christian McCaffrey, he had 50 more touches than the next running back in the league, the next player in the league. 50 more touches. Um, that's
0: like two, three games worth of, of stats. Yeah,
2: it's just like, you know, and while that you can't use that against him because he earned those touches and he was like playing... Um, but it just seems like Zeke had like 20, 20 or 30 yards fewer than McCaffrey rushing on 50 less touches. So that's the kind of, that was kind of the difference for me. I just think for putting Zeke at one, he, like Richard said, you know exactly what he's going to give you game in and game out, just consistency. Yeah, I
1: mean, a bit. the NFL is different now, you know, like – running backs need to be receivers. And, um, in terms of, yeah, I, I, I would agree that Ezekiel Elliott's probably a better rusher than Christian McCaffrey, uh, in today's NFL, you need to be able to do both and seek is capable of catching passes. Um, but he's not as prolific as Christian McCaffrey is. And, uh, yeah, I mean Christian McCaffrey really—he—he he had the Panthers on his back last year.
2: Yeah, he took um, them all the way to six and ten.
1: Their their team was pretty bad. Um, if it wasn't for him, yeah, I think I think you'd see them drafting more towards the top of top of the
2: draft order. But um, I mean you can't go yeah, wrong yeah. with those three guys.
0: Yeah, um, I feel like. Like McCaffrey and Kamara, they're more classified as just, like, weapons than just pure yeah. running backs. Like, you put them on the field and the defense is like, all right, what the hell are you going to do with this guy? Yeah. Like Saquon and, and Dalvin Cook and, and Zeke, they're running backs, but they, they can catch the ball. they can They can be receivers, you know, but...
2: Yeah, I agree with you, but at the same, like I, I was just thinking that when I was doing this list, but then you look and McCaffrey ran for fourteen hundred yards. So like, yeah,
3: 1400?
2: yeah, like that's a running back. He ran for fourteen hundred. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you <laughs> so I was yards surprised by that. You
1: were. Uh, check his yards per carry. Uh, I, I think he's underrated as a runner because he's a little that's white a, guy. He's white. So, <laughs> yeah. But he had
2: all those touches. Like I said, he had 50 more touches than the next guy. So they And they had Kyle Allen and Will Greer. Like, they was, were probably I, just, just gonna, feeding the fuck out of him.
0: I was going to pick the Panthers as my surprise team, but.
2: Yeah, we know that. already. Right? did that Matt last Rule, episode.
0: But I couldn't. I
2: just, One running back who I don't think is there yet, but who I'm very uh, intrigued by. You, Richard, you mentioned Josh Jacobs. I think he's going to be in the top five after this season. He's really. I like great. him a lot.
0: I, w- I was considering putting him there, but he's just too,
2: too yeah, young. Yeah, no, not yet, but he's he'll be there soon.
0: I like him. There's definitely right. a, a lot of run, uh, young running back talent. I mean, all the running back talent is usually young because they fall off after three years. But. Right,
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, this will be the last football question. You guys are going to have to start off because I have to plug in my computer. Um, but from Chris Sokol, Who's getting the first pick in 2021, and why is it the Jets?
0: Well, it will not be the Jets because they're going to win the AFC East. You heard here first. Wow! Um,
2: Just like training. they were last year, playoffs, baby, Le'Veon Bell.
0: <laughs> that was before every player on the team got hurt. It doesn't count. Um, we would have, we would have won uh, 15 games. <laughs>
2: but what are you going to say?
3: Guarantee it.
2: <laughs> um, now, who do you think will have the first pick in the draft who sucks the most I
1: think
2: uh, if, if, you're, <laughs> so,
3: if you're if you're
1: struggling to come up with an answer here um,
2: sounds like you're struggling I think it's going to be an the Giants
1: <laughs> wow yeah, I think the Giants are not going to be good. Um still a lot of question marks on that defense. Um it was it was pretty bad last year. Um they they made some free agent signings. They got that dude from the Panthers, but like no one no one really that's that much of a difference maker. Um they have a quarterback. They have a second-year quarterback who, you know, had a good rookie season, but um, has trouble with turning over the ball. And um, if you turn over the ball and your defense is bad, that normally leads to a lot of losses. Um, so, you know, hopefully Daniel Jones can figure out his fumbling issue. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll make improvements. Um, but uh, they. I don't think they've improved that much this offseason. Um, their coaching staff is a bunch of uh, misfits, uh, fires from other teams. And, like, there's a reason why they were disposed of because they haven't been super good at their job. Maybe they'll have a little bit more success as coordinators. You don't, you don't um, get excited
2: but... about the Giants bringing in Freddie Kitchens and Jason Garrett? You don't think that those are <laughs> too – not quite. Guys with great um, reps.
1: <laughs> not, not quite. Uh, yeah, so my pick would be the Giants. Um,
0: my pick is the Bears. Um, I hate their coaching situation. I hate their quarterbacks, and I hate their team. And I think they're going to be awful.
1: <laughs> All right, That's
0: my pick. I don't like Trubisky. I don't think Foles will ever do anything when he's not in Philadelphia for some reason. Oh,
1: Foles is really bad.
0: Whatever. Uh, They have okay receivers. They don't have great weapons overall. They have Khalil Mack on D, and and I don't like Matt Nagy as a head coach. My other choice was going to be the Redskins, um, because I don't really like Haskins at all. But uh, I'm going to go with the Bears. That's my...
2: Mm. I'm going to go yeah, Trevor with Trevor Lawrence uh,
0: was on the Bears. That'd ooh, be sick. that be cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be very happy as a rookie in the NFL um, because he's going to be living in Las Vegas playing with the Raiders. I think yeah, the right. Raiders will be the worst team in the NFL this year. <clears throat> Derek Carr should be lucky that he still is a starting quarterback um, after last season. And I know, oh, they started off hot and then they did this and that, whatever. They're the fucking trashiest team in the league. Um, They have, I don't, like, they have no plan at all. And I know Richard loves John Gruden and he thinks that Khalil Mack should have been traded for a six-round pick. But what, I I just don't understand where they're going. They picked Damon, who'd they pick? Fucking David Arquette, the guy who sings Lights On.
0: or or something like that.
2: (laughs) Some nonsense. I had never even, and I listen. I had my own draft podcast. I listened to all other draft podcasts. I read about it nonstop. I had never heard of Damon Arnett. Okay. Coming into this draft, they said his name on night. On the first night of the draft, Roger Goodell said his name. And I thought that somebody had changed the channel and like, I just heard a name be said I was like, who? So I don't get what John Gruden's doing. I, I don't think Derek Carr's good. I think Josh Jacobs is the only player on that team worth mentioning. Um, typical John Gruden fashion, they pick Henry Ruggs first when you have Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb on the board. So I just I, – I don't, I don't know what the Raiders have going into the season that to get anybody excited, but I think that Trevor Lawrence will be there next year and that will get people pumped up.
1: Yeah, and they also – you forgot to mention they got ragged by the Jets.
2: Yeah, that should get you the number one overall pick they picked, in itself. They
0: picked a lot of receivers, not even just rugs. They picked Lynn Bowden Jr., who was also a running back as well, right?
2: Yeah, he's like a
0: – And Brian Edwards, who was oh, like a yeah. big body receiver. So they really were just throwing shit at the wall in their receiver room, and, like, one of you will be yeah. good.
2: <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, when they got fucked, like, A.B. fucked them, I get it. You know, yeah, they need where they need weapons badly. They just had Tyrell Williams and fucking nothing.
0: I like Rugs though. I think Rugs will be really good.
2: No, yeah, yeah, I, I like Rugs too, but I like Judy and Lamb a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just I just don't get it. And then like the corners that were still on the board when they picked a cartoon character, I just. <laughs> It's mind-boggling. They do it every year. They make these ridiculous decisions. Them
0: and the Seahawks do the same shit. Yes. But, and I, I said this on a po- on our last podcast we recorded, I think. like Statistically, the Seahawks are one of the best drafting teams of the last 10 years. But every time they draft someone, it's like, who is that? <laughs> they
2: did it this year, too, with Jordan Brooks. I yeah,
0: yeah, why. and I bet he's amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah. so like Seattle does it, and it works. But Oakland yeah. does it, and it's just, or Vegas now does it, and you're just like – you don't you don't have the track record to pull that off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that will tie us up with the NFL questions. Um got a couple basketball questions. What's our runtime, Matt? Um let me see. Uh
3: probably
0: around an hour and fifteen minutes.
2: Okay. I um, so yeah, we just got a couple basketball questions and then some miscellaneous. Yeah, we should wrap it up like soon um, yeah, I can, I can trim these up a little bit. Um, uh, at the end, uh, fuck. All right. All right. These are some fun questions. So we have three questions here. They're kind of just like some wacky stuff, you know, let's get a little crazy. <laughs> um, Sam Yost asks, what are your favorite throwback NBA jerseys? And this is weird because we were just talking about this the other day.
0: Favorite throwback NBA jerseys?
2: Yeah. If you were going to buy an NBA jersey from an old time guy, what would you get?
0: Cream City, baby.
2: That's not Those a throwback. Those are very new. <laughs> <ill. laughs> um,
1: it's pretty funny how much that comes up in our conversation. <laughs> Cream City. Yeah. yeah, it's just the most mind-boggling thing.
2: You should just know how the Why world.
1: Nobody knows Milwaukee you just, yeah, as you Cream just know how world,
2: yourself to...
0: You just know how the world is. People barely
1: know what Milwaukee is. Yeah,
0: you should just know you how. The...
2: have a fucking
1: nickname.
0: <laughs> how the world is today, and like know that saying "Cream City" will not be met. With, yeah, like, hey, feed with the room, man. <laughs>
2: Um yeah so I I like it's tough there are so many so many good throwbacks
3: All right
0: obviously I'm biased here but I always I really love obviously love the Minneapolis Lakers jerseys the the light blue and yellow I always thought that was a cool color scheme <clears throat> I don't know like the other teams off the top of my head throwbacks but I I I like the light blue and yellow especially when it's cool
1: I really, I really don't know too much.
2: Um, you don't know too much of what? Anything. <laughs> we just had a whole conversation on this like two days ago.
1: I really like those. We're up, we were bringing up the most generic teams. The yeah. Bulls, the Celtics.
2: Do you like a nice throwback Scotty Pip?
0: I like those light blue grizzly jerseys and the, the, the old Bulls, the jerseys, Bulls. Those purple ones.
1: They haven't changed.
0: You I said like, the Hornets? The Hornets don't exist anymore.
2: There's nothing like a Kemba Walker Bobcats jersey that just gets me fired Aren't
0: up. Aren't they the Pelicans now?
1: Yeah.
2: No, you think, think the they, Hornets not. are
1: still a team?
2: Aren't they? Uh, didn't they come back? Oh, they did. That's what. This is Charlotte Hornets. That's oh, what Kevin yeah, Walker yeah. played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna yeah. have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. That right, was weird, guys, though. So, that they were the Bobcats. We just
1: have a. We should just have a session on what the NBA teams are. <laughs>
0: yeah. They were the Bobcats, then the Pelicans, and then the Hornets still no. somewhere.
2: No, no.
1: The Nets. The net. The the Nets should have a throwback. It was,
0: this is what it was. Charlotte Jesus. was the Bobcats and New Orleans was the Hornets. And then the New Orleans became the Pelicans and Charlotte became the Hornets.
1: Yes. That but is
2: Charlotte what was the Hornets, I think, before the Bobcats and before New Orleans was even a team. Probably. Yes. It, it I think accomplish. the Charlotte Hornets was like the OG and then they moved to the New sh- Orleans and then Charlotte got the Bobcats. And then when the Pelicans switched, they brought the the Hornets back to Charlotte. Yes, that is what happened. Fucking history lesson for you bitches. What's up? The,
1: the, the Hornets the uniforms, uniforms are kind of cool.
0: Should have been called the New Orleans Mardi Gras.
2: Wow. <laughs>
1: the <laughs> New <laughs> <fucking> Orleans <laughs> show me your tits.
2: <laughs> Only if you want to, though, right? You know, <laughs>
0: what was the next NBA
2: question. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but what are I didn't your thoughts? Really answer that last one. <laughs> we just went so far off on a tangent. Well, I said a few. I like it. Allen Iverson Georgetown jersey.
0: That's not an NBA throwback, but that's did college.
2: He even, <laughs> he even go to yes, Georgetown? Yes, he went to George. Yes, okay. he did. All
1: right. All
2: right. Throwback NBA. All right. Well, it's like players, teams, whatever. Hakeem Elijah won on the Rockets. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah.
1: The the throwback Hawks jerseys are kind of cool.
2: The throwback, um, fuck, what is it called? The Grizzlies. I don't know if anybody said that. Those old school Grizzly jerseys that they brought back this year, like that teal aqua color, it's fresh.
1: Yeah, I feel like those look so good because their new ones are terrible.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's also true. This is a grizzly. Is a grizzly? <laughs> hey, <laughs> nah, it's it is. It is a bear. Um, but so, <laughs> uh, asked by my friend Lewis Pimentel, what were your thoughts on LeBron almost playing in the NFL? So that report came out recently that Jerry Jones offered LeBron a contract during the lockout. Uh, a couple was Dude, it 2012 or something? LeBron said he was training a little bit. Um,
1: the fun, the funny thing about that is, it didn't happen. <laughs> um,
0: Since I mean, it's it's hard like, to really, what? it's hard to really discuss. Oh, LeBron almost played in the NFL. Should we switch it up? Yeah, because it's bit? a lie. What would he be able to play in the NFL? Should we talk about that? <laughs> like, if he went, would he be good?
1: Because no, one thought, thought. Was, no, he, he asked what our thoughts?
2: how can you
3: thoughts
0: in the NFL and didn't you know?
2: Are you yeah, surprised? Just, are you like, wow? Do You have
1: any thoughts about it? <laughs> Why don't you think it's, it's a lie?
2: Ask, you think LeBron you know, like, just like, outright decided to just go out and lie today, or whenever well, it came out? LeBron, I when think, he said,
1: I think maybe he was tr- he was like training because he's an athlete. Athletes train, and Jerry, him and Jerry Jones might be like buddies, and Jerry Jones like sent him a contract to be like you know, grease up his bombs a little bit. But, like, no, I don't think he was ever considering playing in the NFL all a at all. It's all the story. Yeah. The, 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 guys, the, he, the guy loves the attention. Of course. Like, we, you don't deny that.
2: I but, think um, he wanted to do it. Because I remember when that was happening, when the lockout was happening, there was talks about LeBron going to play for, like, the Browns. Or <laughs> like they were like that's
0: speculating. It was just headlines being made during an NFL lockout to have headlines. That's that's
2: what we thought, NBA but lockout. now but now he's telling you I considered playing football and I got a contract offer. so that doesn't change anything. According
1: to according to Mav Carter, right?
2: He says he has the contract hanging up in his office.
1: I'm sure he has the contract. I don't think it was ever seriously considered. So,
2: what if LeBron just said, I'm signing it? Would Jerry Jones just be like, shit?
0: I think LeBron, I mean, I
1: thought we were Jerry Jones would probably be like, great. Like, LeBron knows. Train with the team, and this would be great publicity for the Cowboys.
0: Yeah. LeBron knows all the risks and anything that he could do to hurt or help his body. I don't think he actually seriously considered putting his body on the line in the NFL. Like, th- no matter how long the NBA lockout was going to go, they were going to play basketball eventually. He's clearly just – I feel like it's just, like, a fun story.
1: Yeah. agreed. I don't disagree. think it's, like, a malicious lie. I think it's, like, based in a little bit of truth, and it's fun for him to, like, talk about it. I
2: well, I guess we, uh, we agree to disagree. I think he was at his sights sets. I think he was getting himself fitted for element. <laughs> And then they just happened to come to an agreement, and he decided to stick with the NBA. Well, Our last basketball.
0: He wouldn't be 36 and dominating the NFL, so he made the right choice.
2: <laughs> Who knows? Who knows?
0: Unless he, I don't know, was the best quarterback in the league.
2: He'd be a beast tight end.
1: Yeah. I think he'd be a great football player. I just don't think it was Ever happening? Anyone who denies
0: the athleticism should just not talk about
2: So We're not getting into that, dude. It's some fucking someone on Twitter said it, and you've been talking about it for three days. <laughs> I said Twitter. it once when we were talking about it. Right, I'll be right back. I'm not I'm getting back. into that. Let me grab a charger. All right. We'll handle this one, Rich. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Last question Seriously. in the NBA um, Jake Salner's question. He said, "For the next three years, for the next three years too. I don't know why it was specified by that." <laughs> would you rather have CJ McCollum or Shay gilgis alexander if you were the Portland Trailblazers?
1: Um, I would. I just, just thought you'd know. He's a real NBA fan. That's
2: a good. That's a serious, meaty question. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, like a, some something's going on where he just he's thinking about that. He's comparing it, and he needs to know.
0: Maybe shay Gilgeous-Alexander at. If we're talking the next three years, maybe he ends up being the better overall player. But I think for the Trailblazers, I don't see how he fits next to Lillard. I feel like McCullum is a pretty nice fit as a as an off-ball shooter and creator in his own right. But he doesn't really need the ball to be effective. I feel like Shai Gilgis, um, he's better when he has the ball in his hands. He likes to get the ball to his teammates. He can score. He also grabs a pretty good amount of rebounds. I think McCullum and Lillard are the better fit. Tough question. Who would I rather have the next three years? Because uh, Shai Gilgis is ab- uh, obviously younger, mm-hmm. and you know it depends what you value more.
2: Yeah, I think in a vacuum, I like if I'm building a team, I at this point, I think I would take SGA over McCollum, just to start. Um, but if the question is specified to Portland, being that Lillard is like so ball dominant and rightfully so because he's amazing. Um McCollum's a better fit as a guy who just is like a spot-up shooter and, and, and just like pull the trigger from wherever <clears throat> because like SGA is going to bring the ball up. He's going to look to dish it out to teammates and that's stuff that Lillard kind of already does. Lillard's more score first obviously, but um, the two of them together, like you said, I don't know if they would be they'd work too well together.
1: Excuse me. I don't know. Um, I do I do think um SGA is probably probably will be the better player eventually. Um and I, yeah, I think I think McCollum's a perfect fit next to Lillard, but that that fitting of players hasn't worked out you know like too well for the Blazers. Obviously they they have one playoff series um and Lillard has Multiple iconic moments in the playoffs ending series with his game winning shots, but the the blazers as a team need to do something a little different if they want to uh like you know make the next step to maybe compete for a championship um, and like continuing to run out Lillard and McCullum and like hoping that that's gonna work out is just it's not gonna happen um so. If I'm the Blazers, I, I I look to I look to spice things up a little bit and do something different because um, this formula just doesn't really work out for them. Mm-hmm. It, it works I gonna, out in the most part, but you know the goal is to win a championship.
2: Yeah, not- I was gonna say that too. I feel like this question was brought up with the idea of like one of them's got to go. Lillard and McCollum like are not the answer together. Um, I would be all for looking to trade McCollum if I was Portland, but I wouldn't be looking for a package with, with shy Gilgis Alexander. Um, it would kind of just be like, like the same thing in that offense, almost like a yeah. lesser, but it, it, it's not like a natural fit. So I'm all for trading McCollum because I don't think Portland will ever win a title with this team. But I would look for a more, like, like, a solid big man to go with Lillard, like a truly elite center, or even somebody who's, like, a forward of some sort.
0: McCollum for Embiid?
2: <sighs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure Philly would love to do that. <laughs> but, some, I mean, something more so like that. And, and I don't think the Thunder are going to be interested in trading Gilgis anytime soon.
0: No, no, he's good for them. They, yeah. They're a good team solid team. Not, not great, but solid. No one expected them to be what they are right
2: now. No, definitely not. Okay. So our next question is brought to you by Chris Reinfried. Um, he wants to know what our thoughts are on the NHL's plan to bring hockey back. Um, did you guys see this? Cause it actually came up today or yesterday. I think it was that the NHL actually has an agreed upon plan to restart in terms of like what they're doing with the regular season and the playoffs did you see that at all i haven't
1: seen it yet. yeah the the 24 team playoff thing
2: yeah so they're bringing they're doing a playoff bracket with 24 teams uh, the first round is a best of 5 series and the top 8 teams in the league have a first round bye so after that round of after that best of 5 series you'll have 16 teams left and then it's regular playoffs but there's basically have- like a
0: are the hockey playoffs usually 16 teams?
2: Yeah, it's usually 16. So what they're doing is basically bringing the next eight teams that were close and having a play-in round to get to that original 16. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they're the first team that – the first league that actually has a solidified plan in place to get something going, which is good news for sports fans in general. <clears throat> but – I'm a little concerned that I don't think it's very fair to have the teams who so – the, so the top eight get the bye, right? And then the next eight are teams that would have made the playoffs in a normal year. But those eight teams are being forced to play eight teams who wouldn't have made the playoffs just to earn their spot in the original 16. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like it's it not- doesn't seem fair that that yeah. happens. Uh-
0: I feel like with any of these solutions, there's going to be something that's like, you know, that doesn't seem fair, but in the end, like we're in a very unusual and unheard of circumstance. So there's going to be things that you just have to accept and, you know, move forward with maybe. It, all right. It's, it sucks for that team that season, but you know, you're still getting an opportunity to play, which you might not have if they didn't find the solution. So go out there and win that series. That's that's what I think.
2: Hmm. Yeah, and it's good news like as a Rangers fan, they're now in the playoffs. They wouldn't have been normally, but they got in because of this. So it's dope.
0: So this is set. That's what they're doing.
2: Yeah, it was it was agreed. They don't have like a date time frame, but huh, they have cool. the plan for the when playoff. they
0: can do it. This is what they're doing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And is it going to be like in one area and all that?
2: That's what they're working out the, the finer details with that, but I think so, yeah. It would probably be in like a secured location, but it just—and you're right—that like ultimately, it's either this or like what else. There's no 100% fair way to do it, but I'm just thinking from a team who's like that team who was ninth, who just missed out on getting the buy. They have to play a team who's 24th, was nowhere near the playoffs. And you come back after this hiatus, a five-game series. Who like what? Who knows what'll happen?
0: Yeah, anything. It could be anything. Um, and
2: if you lose that, it's just like,
0: you know. And just to, yeah. I don't know if hockey has this plan, but pretty sure the NBA, uh, one of their, you know, not roadblocks, but something they have to figure out is that a lot of the players, they they are like, we want at least like three weeks of a training camp before we start playing again. Like we're not just gonna go and start playing games because I heard on the radio today, like after the lockout in 2011, like a lot, there were a lot of knee injuries. There were a lot of uh, Achilles injuries that year mm-hmm. because guys just, you know, they were kind of forced right into action, right? When the league came back, yeah. so these players, you know, this is going to be the playoffs. This is going to be intense basketball. Um, and they're, they're kind of worried about that. So is hockey thinking of doing so like some sort of little. Yeah.
2: They'd have to have, there's be a couple of weeks of training camp to get, mm-hmm. just get the skates up and everything. What's also, I think is interesting is, if you're one of those eight teams do you even want a buy? like do you want to play a team in the second round who has just played five games in a row and like they're ready they're going and you haven't played in three months
0: that's a good point I didn't is that an
2: advantage that.
0: <laughs> i didn't even think of that when you said
2: it. <laughs> like that's not an advantage i feel like
0: yeah it's, it's like uh you want at this point you want to be playing and get your yeah. you know, your feet back under you and your, your hand eye back in in sync and
2: yeah it's It's definitely tough
0: but that's what the training camp's for i guess you know get get a little back in the the, groove another thing i heard there uh i know i keep bringing up the nba but i'm just wondering if if sports leagues are sort of following a similar path maybe some like exhibition games that don't count just or like scrimmages just to play against other people and not just go right into this after taking such a long break um yeah, because it's essentially like guys coming off from an offseason, you know? Like, the season stopped. Everyone's stuck at home. Like, I'm sure a lot of guys are working out, but you're not – you're just not doing what you usually do. This is essentially almost an offseason, and
1: it's going to
0: be by the time all these leagues start up, probably three months of time that these guys are missing. So, they need to, they need to be able to, to practice and get into shape, and otherwise – What's the point? If guys are going to, if you're coming back early and now your best star players are all getting hurt or something because <laughs> whatever, then in the end it wasn't, it wasn't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: whatever Things things just aren't going to be fair when they come back. That's, yeah. that's the bottom line.
2: You just have to accept it There's, just for the sake. Yeah. Of you just got to
1: accept it. And, and if you, if you want to play, we want to make a paycheck. I know in baseball there's uh there's a lot of stuff going on about um like the right pay for players to come back if if they're going to play um so i respect all leagues that are putting hours and hours and days and days of work in to um bring sports back for us which um which would be great Mm because shit is boring.
2: We need it. it (laughs) Yeah. And he had a a follow-up to the question about the hockey specifically, but we can open this up to all sports. He said, what would it be like if you had to mic up all the players like during this, like, cause there's no fans or anything, the environment in itself would be so weird to hear. Imagine if you had like certain players, like what they do with the NFL, like mic'd up in live time, which they did that for like the XFL. Right.
0: Yeah, a lot of guys, there were a lot of Mike on the sideline. Like they would do interviews a lot, and play. They should know. do
2: that when they bring back baseball, basketball, f- and
0: hockey. They gotta find a way to fill the the silence somehow. Yeah,
2: that'd be fun. You just see these basketball players talking to each other, and. and I mean, that, Joe
1: Boat right. suggested um. Suggested having like a fake crowd noise, which is which is like not the not the weirdest thing.
2: For just television, or in the arena?
1: For television,
2: they should do it in the arena too. Honestly,
1: <laughs> make the
0: players feel
2: yeah
1: more natural. I guess it, I guess it'd be hard because, like you, the the crowd noise obviously varies depending on the play. Like yeah. if something crazy happens, how is the whatever is making the crowd noise going to know? Like turn up the volume here.
2: <laughs> yeah you gotta have somebody like be there waiting for shit to happen and then just like react like mad quick it'd be yeah. interesting though they gotta it, it's gonna be so weird when they do come back with no fans just yeah I'm,
1: I'm excited to see like anything any any product that comes back like i'm not a hockey fan but if hockey came back next week i would tune in just to see like what yeah. it's like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very interesting time that we're
2: living in all right last question has nothing to do with sports has to do with the biggest artist in the game right now the king of new york um we had a question from justin krokoff he wants to know will Takashi 69 be able to tour the country without getting killed
1: Oof. no
2: <laughs> we'll end it on a heater um, no you think no, no.
1: I don't. I don't think so. Um, I know, like, he he's not really in like the the witness protection program, if uh, if no, the reports not. are if the reports are true. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd be afraid if I was him.
0: Yeah, I mean, how do you? Unless you want to, if there's some sort of maximum security at every show, to make sure. But it's just concerts are. They're a they're a scary place.
2: <laughs> My I feel like no concert venue would allow him to perform. Like whether it's an actual, if it's he's actually risking his life or not, no. Like MSG is not going to let him be there with all of the fucking drama. Yeah, they're not going
1: to the arenas are going to MSG be like wouldn't him. allow him to be there before.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just like, like like any concert venue.
1: There's going to be
0: like, we're not going to be the venue where he gets murdered.
2: Yeah, yeah or any sort of violence to break yeah. out. It's a lot of it's a, li-
1: a lot of liability to Yeah. Um, probably
2: never perform live. That's why he went to he did like a a European world tour before he got he went to jail because concert venues were telling him like it, there's a lot of violence that follows you around we're not going to have you in America. Mm-hmm. So he went to like Belgium and Paris and Amsterdam. And he did all those. And he's also there. been
1: big overseas for longer than he's been big here.
2: It's kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know, though. I don't know if he'll be able to have – he'll just never have a live show in America again.
0: I mean, I, I really I doubt I would, it. But
2: That's crazy. Yeah, I doubt
1: it. I just
0: – I wouldn't even want to go. <laughs>
2: Oh, I'd be there. If in a the second. if the
1: government isn't gonna put like time and resources into protecting you, then what are you gonna do? Just have like your goons stand
2: outside? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he opted out of the government putting that time and protection in because it's
1: really amazing that he's even like relevant anymore.
2: anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, he has a song okay. dropping Friday. May 29th. <laughs> that guy can't miss.
1: It it is it is insane. Um I'm pretty sure his song debuted at like number 4 on the Billboard Hot <laughs> 100, which is like high. <laughs> Did you see um, all of the
2: controversy that was surrounding that? Yes. He was going um,
1: on who who even knows what those companies do? Um
2: yeah, but to answer your question, Justin, I don't think he'll be touring the United States anytime soon. Um, I think he'll just keep putting out songs from his basement in Lido Beach. Apparently, is where he's living. <laughs> he moved. Yeah, he moved. Um, but the King can't take an L. King of New York. He's doing what he's doing, and it's working.
3: Yep. Uh, I guess. I
0: guess we won't be seeing him him live in our lifetime but hey he'll make a song still so we got <laughs> that's Batman. all that matters um, but I, I think this is where we call it um it's but nice to find follow
2: it. up six nine so it's the, he's the headliner so we'll call <laughs>
0: it <Yeah>. it's nice <laughs> to finally get back on here and be able to talk about some stuff hopefully uh you know one of our final questions was about all these sports leagues hopefully soon we finally have all this stuff up and running and we can can really get back into it but uh was fun. It was fun. It's nice to get back into it. You guys have any last words?
1: Nope. No. Nope. Right. I'm good. Uh, I you guess good? I do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: glad to be back. Um, this was fun.
2: <laughs> Thank out you for wild. all your questions. Thank you for reaching out and sending us your questions.
0: Thank you so much, good everyone. Missed the memo. We will see. <laughs> We will see you guys next time. Uh, Stay safe, stay healthy.